back to Chess with Gabby. My name is Gabby, and this is my husband, Fernando. Fernando, we're back. We are back. This is season two. We call it season because we took off seven weeks off. About, yeah. And we wanted to come back with a new season, with new word, new topics, new everything. I do believe we're in a different season. We are. We definitely have grown a lot in the last seven weeks. Um, spiritually and, and in number in two, <laughs> as a family, we've grown to a family of five now. Yes, that is crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. rewind. I want to say thank you to all the new followers, the new subscribers. Um, in the last seven weeks, we did gain um, more followers and more subscribers. Uh, our last video of the birth and delivery got so many views got a lot of comments too a lot of comments and my husband did a a small version of that video on tiktok and it went viral it did did. i was not expecting that so many people commented and said i am pregnant too oh my god i had a girl too oh my god my baby was born on the same day like so many babies and there were were so many people too who were like against like um gender reveals and then they were like yeah i would like to have mine at birth yeah some of them saying i i honestly from the people that we we know um we were like the only ones that were doing this, but on TikTok, so many people were exactly. saying, I'm doing this too. I did that too with my three kids. I did that too. I'm going to do that. Oh my God, that is so exciting. I, I, you know, like I was like, wow, I kind of felt alone. <laughs> but then in the TikTok worlds or people out there were like, we are doing it too. And it's the best. And I was like, wow. And you know, what was the craziest, the crazy uh-huh. thing about it is that a lot of people said, Oh my God, I pushed with you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. honestly, y'all, I only put like the last 10 seconds of the birth oh or 20 gosh. seconds. But And that is kind of what we, this first episode, I wanted it to be because I kind of just didn't want to like leave the last episode on that and then jump into something completely mm-hmm. different. I kind of wanted to go, you know, just kind of fill you guys in and tell you guys our experience from that day, from seven weeks ago and everything that has happened. But before I get into that, um, to all the new people that are following us now, uh, this podcast is called Chats with Gabby because my name is Gabby and I like to have conversations, bring either my husband or different guests to have conversations and pretty much of their experience, like real life experiences that we all go through and things that we learn through those processes, because I believe that everyone has a story to and tell. We can all learn from different, we can from all everybody's learn story. From them. It doesn't yes. matter how young they are, how old they are, where they're from. Everybody has something that you can learn from because, um, yeah, everybody grows and does life differently than yeah. you do. So. It's kind of cool to hear other people's perspectives sometimes because you're like, I would have never thought of that. Right. Oh, wow. You went through that. And then you think of yourself like, man, I had it easy and I'm complaining about this. And this person went through that. But I think it's pretty cool just to hear people's stories, learn from them. And you're you do a good job at it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love talking for those who know me. I really love talking. I love talking to, like you said, any kind of people because Mm -hmm. I do get to learn. It's not just because, oh, I'm 33, even though I don't look 33. (laughs) I um, I can have conversations with someone younger than me and I learn from them. Where I can have, obviously, people that are older than you. You learn so much from them and I love hearing them out. And that's where this all kind of 
started with, you know, I have conversations with you and I'm like, wow, how did you think that? Why, how, how you always see like way far out your visions. And as I was hearing you, I think it was yesterday. I was like, what were you, you hearing could, yesterday? I mean, sorry. I was listening to you having a conversation oh. on the phone with someone and I'm like, he could really be like a motivational speaker, which we, <laughs> this is kind of what we do anyway. But I was like, that is so crazy. I think you, you inspire me and you always motivate me and you always help me see things that I can't like that. Maybe I'm not focused on the right things and you always get me out of my comfort zone. You always push me to see even when I'm wrong. Even when I think I'm not wrong, you always make me see when I'm wrong. Does that make any well, sense? Well, I'm supposed to. I mean, I'm your husband. I'm supposed to. We're supposed to I make know. each other better people. Right. And the moment that I guess I don't tell you anything or I don't like push you to be better is because I'm not paying attention. And if I'm not paying attention, it's because I'm not thinking about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. Yeah, when I, I see things and I try to correct you, you know, I'm not perfect or anything. But you close see to things it, that but I, just, I don't normally see, even exactly. not just in me, but like in, in our kids and like people and in everything. God, I think God has given you that gift to be able to discern discern things that it's it's hard, you know, especially when you can't even see them in yourself. But there's someone else that sees it. I think that's that's a gift you know yeah because i can have conversations with someone and and i'm trying to figure out what the problem is and you figure it out like in a second you're like this is what's going on and you this think is what I you need to do should have went to school to be a psychiatrist or, or a counselor or, a something. Counselor or something. <laughs> but anyways what, what, what we wanted to to talk about today is kind of share um and i say share our um postpartum story our our experience because I think it's really important to talk about because these are the things that no one really says, like, you know, our struggles, um, especially I think as a as a new mom, even though it, it is my third child um, at the hospital, <laughs> it felt like we were <laughs> first time parents. <laughs> the nurse would come in and say, uh, when was the last time you changed the diaper on your baby? And I would be like, um since the last time you came in (laughs) i forgot that you had to change a baby's diaper like constantly hours because it's been what six years it's been six years and we were so exhausted i mean first we go into the hospital well i go into the Uh hospital going to my appointment i barely can can you can you explain that real quick so like let's let's backtrack and and explain it because then the stuff is going to make sense so basically I remember you go into your appointment and I remember I had to go work because I had mm-hmm. a closing that day mm-hmm. and um, it was just a regular checkup or something. Yeah. And I was, and in my mind, I was like, I really hope that today is the day that they're saying, no, ma'am, you're going to have to go into delivery. But then again, in the back of my mind, I was like, don't even get your hopes up. Yeah. It's going to be a regular. Just checkup. Checkup. You're going to be in and out. I had my friend that was supposed to pick me up. And so as I go in there and I explained to her that I was having itchiness on the on the palm of my hands and on the bottom of my feet. And that's what I mentioned in our last. Yeah. Uh, and by video the way, too. she had you had it for what, like a week. 
Yes, I had been, and it like, was the most annoying because <laughs> I kept telling him, "Can you scratch my feet?" I'm like, and "Are you serious?" And he would serious? scratch it, and I would be like, "No, can you keep doing it more?" Because it wouldn't stop. Yeah, it wouldn't stop. You know, normally you scratch, and okay, we're done. Um, she really wanted me to be like, do that for. I was it. just like, "Okay, girl," like <laughs> I'm like filing my nails on your on your feet. But anyways, I didn't. I and I think it was just gone. Yeah, because we didn't think we didn't think it was anything. I didn't at even all. think. Every time I would go, and I'm sure this happens to a lot of women, every time I would go into my appointment, I'd, I would forget and never ask questions, never tell them what I was feeling. And as soon as I would be out, I'm like, darn it, I forgot to mention this. Darn mm -hmm. it, I forgot to ask her this. But this time, um, as she's about to check me, I was like, oh, by the way, I've been having itchiness, but I'm sure it's normal, right? She's like, where have you been experiencing itchiness? And I said, on the palm of my hands and on the bottom of my feet. And her response was something that I was not expecting. She said, okay, this might be cholestasis, I think it's called. I have it's no idea. It's pronounced. To this day, I don't even know what she it, said, how it's spelled. She um, said, this can be something serious. Like the baby can, um, can like it could be something that it can affect the baby. You, and you said something about like it could cause the baby to stop breathing or something? To, to like stillbirth. And I'm like, I had never heard it because I had never, you know, my my pregnancies have always been pretty normal, pretty normal. I never get to hear all these. If anything, they've words. been above normal because like you've had super chill pregnancies. Yes. And even birth. Except yeah. this one. And this one was different <laughs> from the beginning. But I mean, it's, it was great. I didn't I didn't throw up or anything like yeah. that, but I did everything. I experienced more different things than with the other two. But, um, and I'm like, what is stillbirth, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's like, where the baby dies before it's born. And so that really freaked me out. Yeah. I and mean, I was just I, like, I did. It freaked me out too. I was like, oh my God. She's like, so we, I would suggest in inducing you. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm here trying to process everything that's going on. And then she's like, let me check your cervix. And I was hoping I was at least at four centimeters. And to my surprise, I'm still like at one or two. And Which I'm, is, not, you're not even close. Uh, and I'm like so disappointed because, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this is my third baby. Um, I'm going to deliver way faster. You know, mm -hmm. I had this idea of what my birth, is gonna birth was like. going to be. And the doctor had told me weeks before, he's like, no, that's not how it works. Like, just because this is your third baby doesn't mean that you're going to go into delivery sooner. Mm -hmm. But that was what I was holding on to, right? And I was trying to be so strong. And the moment that I called you, I just broke down. And I said, this is what they're telling me. They want to induce me. I don't know what to do. Like, I literally didn't know what to do. Because in the moment, it's like inducing you. That's doing, like, making you go into labor before time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, God, is this what you want to do? Like, I know you have control, but shouldn't it be this in your time and not me trying to go into labor earlier? Mm -hmm. That was what I was debating. And like, you struggle with that. Like, do I say yes to this? Is this you, God? Or is this me trying to... Like, I had so many questions in you that know, moment. You know, you had those questions because you had everything planned out in your head. And you don't like when stuff doesn't go as planned. Like you have it in your head. And when someone, this is a curveball that came in and you're like, how do I, I react was not to this? Exactly. And you have a hard time adjusting to that stuff. And I, and, and that, you know, went on for weeks, you know, yeah. but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So when I call you and you're like, you know, do it, 
I was like, just like, Get whatever. Induced. I was like, did the, did the doctors recommend for you to do that? And she was like, yes. Then just do it. Like, why are we even questioning it? Like, if the baby's going to be born today, the baby's going to be born today. Like, it was already a full-term baby. I was already at 39 weeks. Yeah, so I was just like, you know, might as well just get it over with. I remember I was driving when you called me. And I was almost at the attorney's office. and Because you had a closing that yeah, day. Yeah, I had a closing that day. And then you called me and I was like, hey, well, just, just tell them yes. And then let me know how, you know, if they're actually going to send you to the hospital or whatever. And then, yeah, later you did call me. Well, you did text me, actually. And you said, yeah, I'm on my way. Let's, I think we're going to have a baby today. So then I, soon after that, I just left. Yeah. And yeah, I had to cancel my, my friend, Alondra. I was like, was, um, yeah, I'm we staying. I'm not going anywhere. So then, like, you know, we didn't even have nothing. I mean, we had, like, a, your bag in the car. And I had the car seat in the, in the car. Yeah, we did have everything. But, like, we were, like honestly, I w- this is a funny thing. Throughout the whole week, I, I had stuff I had to do, and then I like I hired some agents to do some stuff, and I was like, let me stay with her as much as I can because the baby can be born any second now. Then I'm like, well, let me... And we, were, we would even plan things, remember? We're yeah. like, okay, let's just, because the baby's going to come today, and it wouldn't happen. And it wouldn't happen, and then like we were just like, okay, whatever. Then I was like, you know what? I'm, all the stuff I have going on, let me just put it on Thursday. So that <laughs> one day... <laughs> that I got, you know, that I'm working, everything's going to, I'm just going to be busy that day and then we can worry about Saturday, you know, because we're thinking the weekend or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, yeah, that it day, happened that to day be, we even planned everything. We're going to do this. She's going to pick me up. I'm going to go out to eat. Like everything was planned. Everything. And we're those kind of people like, uh, like say we go on vacation, like we no. know what we're going to do. Like, we're not just kind of like, we do, you know, we do stuff spontaneously and we do like to do that a lot. But I would say 90% of the time we have a plan. And that day, I felt that like, you know, obviously God was just telling me, like showing me like, look, I am in control, not you are. Because I was kind of upset. I was like, man, okay, I planned everything out for Thursday. I, all the work stuff on Thursday. I was going to be busy all the whole day. And here, like within an hour of me like dropping you off at the hospital, like setting everything, everything up. Everything changed. Your everything changed, and then I was just like, "Oh crap!" So let me call all these people back that I had appointments with throughout the day, that I just can't make it. Obviously, I had a very good excuse, and everybody was excited because I was like, "Hey, I, I have to cancel because I'm having a baby today." <laughs> so like, people were excited, but it was just—I think it was—it was just one of the many things that God was showing me. Like, okay, it's not really when in your timeline and sometimes we want things to happen the way that we say they're going to happen and we even plan for those things and then when those things don't happen we are freaked out or whatever and the crazy thing is that i've always said oh god is always in control i always tell people you know oh well you know god is in control and he always will make something good out of it but when we're actually going through it it's so hard to tell ourselves god is in control yeah, it is. You know, it really and is. I was like, I, I was so emotional. Like from that day on, like everything kind of like changed for me. Yeah, you know, like I was, everything was different. I could say I was terrified. I could see it in like the videos or go back into the video and I'm like, oh my God, I could see that I was scared because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know, you know, if the baby was going to be born that day or the next day because I know how labor works. It's yeah. not like you go into it and there it's you know kudos to the ones that go into hospital and they give birth right away you know but um and then things you know 
I, you see the video, I handle pain well. Yeah. That was a good thing. But, you know, just the afterwards, after having the baby, um, I did lose a lot of blood. Yeah. That nobody was really saying anything to. I even saw it. Like, the baby was born, and I held the baby for, what, like, 30 minutes? 40 minutes? It was a whole thing of an hour. It was about an hour long. Like, you gave birth. They they took out the placenta. You know, they did the whole thing. And then, like, I can see it in the nurses, in the midwife, their faces that there was something wrong. And I was like, let me just get the baby. And I was trying to keep you calm because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to tell her what was going on. And, and I were, wanted to ask you, like, why are they taking? Like, I was so tired. Yeah. I hadn't ate well that day. The whole day. The whole day. You didn't eat. You weren't. You couldn't really eat. No, I couldn't eat. You know, yeah. they ha- gave me some crackers and juice. They just gave you hours like before. small things in case. And you honestly, in that moment, you're not hungry, but that affects your body because mm-hmm. now you've I've given all that I had, all of my strength, every inch of my strength. Mm-hmm. I gave it there to give birth to her, you know. And as soon as you know, I'm finally there. I'm finally they're finally done with me. Um. I, I could see like, you know, like black spots in, and it felt like they had dimmed the lights the in lights. the room. Cause I remember I asked him like, you were just they? losing a lot of blood. I was like, did, did, did something happen to light? What, why am I seeing this? And you're like, no, the lights are the same. And you gave me the baby so we could FaceTime our kids for the first time that uh-huh. I thought I was going to pass out. And, and, and you technically were supposed to, cause you, lo- you lost a lot of blood. But I was so scared. Like, I was so and scared I to tell, tell you, you, like, can you hold the baby? I think I'm going to pass out. Like, there's something wrong with me. And then I was just scared of telling you because I know how you are. And you would have started freaking out. I would have told you, like, hey, they're, they're trying to figure out where all this blood is coming from. And she was trying to figure and out. And she was trying to figure out. And it took a while for them yeah. to fix it. And I was and like, once we realized, I was like, is this normal? Like, why am I losing so much blood? Why am I still bleeding? Why am I still not? like cleaned up and stitched up like what's it, going it's on it's typically like a 15 minute thing yes like with birth. both yeah. of my kids it's been like here and then i get to enjoy the baby and i did get to enjoy yeah. the baby right as soon as she was born and then once they started like you know pressing down on my stomach to make sure everything was out that's where the torture and the trauma really began yeah. for me and um and you know and that's where i kind of wanted to talk about because before having her I was like, no, I, I've never gone to like the postpartum depression. You know, I, this one should be different, you know, yeah, cause you're I like, this is my third it. time, I'm in a different mm-hmm. level spiritually. Like, you know, that shouldn't affect me at all. But, you know, even though my delivery was, I can say it was amazing. Yeah. Know, everybody God, was so surprised. All the nurses, yes, they were all like, yo, this is like the easiest birth like she said you're not normal normal. she kept saying that she's like this is pretty like different yeah and she you know they could tell like you know there was something different about it and i believe it was god yeah i believe it was a miracle that was happening and like people could just see it they just couldn't explain it because they would be telling you like hey you're supposed to be in a lot of pain right now and you really weren't you were just chill yeah they're so, like, people come in with one, two centimeters dilated and they're screaming, and asking for medication. Yeah. And everybody handles pain differently. But up until that point, I knew, you know, I was, well, I was trying to figure out, you know, God, you know, is this really your will, you know, but 
now today I can tell you that it was God protecting me because that's just what a father does, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I'm a hundred percent sure that he was in control. But after that, it was so hard for me to focus on that. You know, I felt like God had forgotten about me. And I was like, you, I had asked you for like a smooth, easy labor the, the, and delivery. Yeah. And it was. And it was. And it was. But I was so focused on the last part that I wasn't allowing. Because you were comparing it to the other ones. That I wasn't, allow, I wasn't allowing yeah. myself to focus on the goodness of God. You know, because a week later after I give birth, I find out through one of my friends on, on Instagram that she also had her baby, I think, like a week later. She said that Keniston Hospital was like, they didn't have any Bad. rooms. They didn't have any beds. And I'm like, wow, God, if this would have been me later, 40 weeks, who knows what would have happened? Yeah. You know, but God is always in Because even when control. we were there, they were about to... I think they were almost full. Well, you know, they told me, you're lucky you got this last room. Yeah. So I was like, wow. And that's just showing you how God just takes care of you. Yes. Honestly, because I'm not saying that God has favorites or anything, but you can definitely see how God's hand was in everything. And even though you couldn't really understand it, because that day was just a big mess, honestly. <laughs> that day was Why? just... Because, you know, stuff just didn't go the way we wanted to and, and stuff or whatever which i understand um but oh yeah i forgot my makeup your bag. makeup like there I was just so many things i had a whole our... plan like how the video was going to be done no too. but the video was amazing but then i had to like improvise and make once you um once he was recording at you know she was born at midnight 12 10 um we, we didn't in go room. into room till like two in the morning in the i morning? believe yeah and my husband worked on the video up until five ish almost six in the morning yeah. when you finished it so I've been awake all day, pretty much all night. Um, even if I wanted to sleep, I couldn't. You know, every time I would close my eyes, Fed, I, I don't think I mentioned this to you while we were at the hospital, but every time I would <laughs> close my eyes, I would remember all the pain afterwards. Yeah. You know, like, like, and the thing is that a lot of people don't understand that whether it's a good birth or, you know, you go in through different complications, it's a trauma. It is. For a woman and even for the baby, you know, it's a trauma. But For the husband, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And that is why I wanted yeah. to have you here because I believe that, you know, it's important for other men to know you know the importance of actually being there, not mm -hmm. just like, okay, you're there, but you're not really there supporting emotionally. Yeah, there's a difference between just being there to hold a baby and pass you stuff and actually be there, be there. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, one of the things that, I, I mean, I, I saw the birth. I, I mean, obviously, I was there, and I know how hard it was on you. And the last thing I wanted to do was just to make it your, like, I, I call it healing. I don't know what's the right term for yeah. it, I guess. To make it, like, more stressful because honestly i was like let me just do everything that i can do and i'm supposed to do or even more because i need her back at 100 percent asap <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i need her back you know, asap hearing you out um i do remember you know through through the contractions and every time you know once it got after they broke my water they broke my water at like 10 p.m and 30 minutes later, the contractions just started coming so strong, uh -huh. you know. And I remember every after every um, contraction, you would come and you would 
like, you know, you would touch me and you would kiss me on my forehead. And I got to see God's love through you and your love towards me in a different level. Like, I know you love me. Right. But in that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, he really loves me. And, And I wanted to tell you, and it's so crazy how sometimes our pride or our ego or whatever you want to call it. I wanted to tell him, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And then I would tell myself, why am I going to tell him thank you if it's his job? (laughs) You know, and then, you know, I kept wanting to tell you, and I think I did mention a few times, like, thank you. Like, thank you for being here. Like, I don't know what other people do without their spouses or single moms. Like, I'm like, wow, I started praying for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt it so heavy in my heart to start praying for all those single women, all those going through labor. And, you know, then I realized as we were about to leave the hospital, how the person, the tech or whoever does the um, hearing exams on the Mm -hmm. baby before we leave, she mentioned, and I think it was just God, you know, saying how great of a husband I have because she said, not everyone does this. She's like, there are men that leave their spouses here for eight hours, or there's women that just have had a C-section and the husband is passed out. They don't even hand the baby to them. So I was like, okay, I do need to thank him. Cause even (laughs) though it is his job, that doesn't mean that everyone does it. So that's when I'm like, thank you. You know, I'm so thankful for, for that. But once we come home, I am like, because my family was here, I think yeah. I was holding all my emotions in. I was just trying to They were to here be. for a week. They were here for a week. As soon as they leave, I was so emotional, emotional that my mother-in-law was leaving. I was so thankful for her life. You know, I'm like, she's always taken care. She took care of me with Brian, but this level of care is like God knew that I was going to need mm-hmm. because she treated me as like her own daughter. Well, yeah. I um, mean, I am. I'm her, um, I'm her favorite son, even though she's not gonna say it. But you know, don't you, say that. I'm just, okay. I'm just joking. Hey, if my brothers and sisters are watching this, it was a joke. Okay, it was a joke. No, but she she's amazing. I am so thankful for her. She she went above and beyond to take care of me, of me. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm she was taking care more of you than me. I know. <laughs> And I thought, she, I was like, she's probably going to take care of that. But no, she took care of me. Yeah. And I publicly want to honor her. She, God really blessed me with an amazing mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And my mother, who stayed here with my dad a whole week. The yeah. cute thing is that my dad, as soon as he found out that I was at the hospital, he told my mom, do I go ahead and put in my my vacation time, my PTO? Because I want to be there. Yeah. And to me, that just... That just shows me, you know, God's love through them. And they were here cooking for me, cleaning for me, taking care of my kids, Brian mm-hmm. and Brielle, while I took care of the baby and trying to take care of myself, too. Yeah. But when do I really notice that, you know, I was kind of going through that postpartum depression is when I see you post on Instagram of you taking care of me because mm-hmm. it was important for my physical and emotional well-being and that's where i tell you that you saw it before probably i even noticed it you know and i yeah. kept saying it's normal i'm I'm supposed to be feeling this like it's okay mm-hmm. but one of those nights as we're here i thought i felt that burden over me mm-hmm. 
like, oh my God, we have a child. We have a newborn. How are we going to do it? How am I going to do life? Like, mm-hmm. I felt like it was like a pause for me. Right. Like everything was, even the dates, I felt like it was still September 17. And I feel like because it felt like a pause for me, I felt like the whole world had paused. Had paused. Yeah. And when I came to reality, it's like, wait, we're almost at the end of September. Like, it was like, how? How are we about to go into a new month? And I feel like my life is over. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like, how am I going to do it with a newborn? I was like, it got to the point that I was like, can I return her? <laughs> and I was, I would answer myself, no, you can't return her. And I would be like, what have I done? Yeah. Like, did I really want this? And it's and it's and it's crazy to think that right? uh-huh. how could I return my <laughs> child what I really really wanted? No, but in your in your head you're just thinking like, okay, this is my life and this is hard. Exactly. This is hard because you you have to take care of a a a, a person or a baby that it's a hundred percent dependent on you. Like they can't do nothing on their own. Yeah. And it's it's very hard. Like I I see it especially when you. Like can't even move as much as you're I supposed to. I couldn't move. To. I was like you couldn't really. I mean, you had a hard time even just going to the bathroom because that's just part of, you know, the and whole birth process. And it was normal, but you know, because it was just completely different. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, I actually went through everything, and I would be like, "Why are we going? Why am I going through this? Like, I don't understand." Like, and that's when I remember sitting at the island just. I don't know where everyone was. I guess it was after everyone had left. And um, I was like, why, God? Like, why do we go through this? And, you know, it, re- it reminded me of one time when we were talking to one of the pastors that mm-hmm. when we are so weak, mm-hmm. that's when the enemy tries to attack us because we're mentally weak. We are He's just a coward. We I mean. are so, spiritually, I was weak. Physically, mm-hmm. I was weak. You know, and that's when he tries to attack us because he is a coward. He never comes to us when we're a hundred percent. No, or when you're you have you're very strong. He's not. He's he's a coward. So he's gonna try to find a way or sneak into your life and just out of find a point of weakness. And that's where you know that's where we all go through because we all have been gone through so much physically, and we are literally we're so weak. Mm-hmm. And that's where the enemy attacks us. And depression, the postpartum depression is, you know, a change in hormonal and all these things, mm-hmm. the trauma, the fatigue, everything that our body's trying to, you know, process it and everything. But where do we go? Where is it wrong? You know, where is it where we're not supposed to? Because I know I'll it's normal. It. It's like, okay, it's okay to go through it. But when does it become like, okay, you need a not bad of it i mean the way i know this is this this may sound kind of insensitive because obviously i haven't given birth but i've been with you all three times like a hundred percent of the time and even more with this one because i (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to get that out (laughs) no what i'm saying is even more with this one because um you know just the way things are just allowing me to be more with you uh and the way that I see it is, yeah, I mean, like something happens to you. And I can use this analogy. And again, this is probably not the perfect example. But the way I see it is like, you know, you as a kid, you ask for a bike. You get the bike for Christmas. 
You're all happy about it. Obviously, you've never had a bike, or you say you've had one, whatever. You get on the bike, and then you fall. And then you're, they, the, when you, I've seen this with my kids. They fall, and they, and they're immediately in their head, I'm never going to get on this bike again. And they just start complaining, and it hurts, and they cry, and their knees are scraped up, they're bleeding, or whatever. And that, um, you know, they get upset, and then you kind of make them heal, you know, help them heal or whatever, and then you talk to them. And it's basically, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to allow your kid to just never ride the bike again? Or just let them just hide within the pain? Or are you going to be the parent that tells them, you know what? I'm here. I know this hurts. It sucks. But this won't hurt all the time. This pain is going to go away at some point. Yeah. And But we're going to get back. And, you know, you're not going to be scared of this. And my, the way I see it is, like, yes, this, your body went through a lot. You're, like, mentally you went through a lot as well. Because, I mean, I can't imagine, like, pushing something that's, Almost seven pounds out of me. <laughs> I mean that that sounds like painful. I mean, it is. Like my mom described it one time as like, she's like, just imagine that you have to poop a pineapple. She's like, that's the kind of pain that yeah. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But my thing is this, like, yeah, I mean, it, it did happen. Um, but am I or are you just gonna sit in the pain and the sorrow and honestly, like the scars will heal? And the stuff, and they do, and they do, and stuff will stop hurting. But are you? Did you get used to the pain? Did you get used to hurting? Did you get used to people feeling sorry for you? Mm -hmm. Did you get used to like this victim mentality? Like I understand, like something happened to you, but like I think, well, my job is honestly is just to help you get up and say, hey, you can't be scared of this. This happened, but this doesn't make you who you are. Just yeah. because you got on a bike and you fell and you scraped yourself doesn't mean you can't get up and do that or even later on in life ride a motorcycle or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. My job is just to tell you and show you, like, look, I'm here for you. We're going to get through, through, through this together. But honestly, this is just temporary. Yeah. Because, like, you cannot just live a life just, you know, living like that. And I know, again, I've never lived it because I haven't had a child, but... I see you and you I even talk to you. have seen it on the you. other side. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I remember the day, I think it was a week later, once everyone had left, you mm -hmm. said, hey, so when is Chats with Gabby? When do you want to come back? Mm -hmm. In my mind, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not even mentally prepared. You know, yeah. I didn't tell you that, but I was like, I wanted to cry about it. You yeah. know, you, and everything he would ask me, it was like, I just wanted to cry uh -huh. about it. And I remember you said, when do you want to come back? And I'm like, I wanted to cry and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. And I said, I don't even feel like I can motivate anyone right now. Mm -hmm. And you said, we'll talk about that. In my mind, I'm like, how would I talk about that? <laughs> you know, but as the days and the weeks passed by and I'm like, yes, I do need to share because just because I'm an encourager, just because I, you know, people see me and I'm very positive doesn't mean that I don't go through those struggles mm -hmm. that everyone else does, you know? And I remember one day saying, oh, you know, this girl that gave her birth, you know, to, to her child. I'm like, I know she's going through the same thing that I'm going through. And I remember you saying, what are you going through? And I had to like pause and I'm like, 
what am I going through? <laughs> like, what am I going through? And that's how the enemy tries to attack you by think, making you think that you ha- are going through the worst thing mm-hmm. in your life. Because the moment that I try to like verbally say it, uh-huh. verbalize it, I was like, you feel dumb. I feel dumb. Like, <laughs> wait, what am I going through? Yeah. But I was just crying. I was like, I don't know. I was like, you can't, you, you don't understand. And you're like, what are you going through? Like, I get that you just gave birth, but what are you going through? Like, why are you being unhappy? Why are you being ungrateful? And I'm like, ungrateful? I'm not being ungrateful. You, but she my seriously actions, was. I was so focused on the negative, not even negative. I was just focused on the opposite things. You know, yeah. I wasn't focusing on, you just gave birth to a healthy baby, mm-hmm. a healthy baby. And we take that for granted. You know, I am here in my house with my husband, which years ago, you would go back to work a week later. Mm-hmm. And here we are every day. You're with me, taking care of me. And you made me realize how grateful I should be. And when we start focusing on those things on, you know what? It's true. I have a house. I have my husband. I have a baby. I don't work. I don't have to worry about anything your your mindset you know you begin to like heal inside and i wanted to share that verse because mm-hmm. right after you you spoke to me and it, you can remember when you spoke to me i was like mad and i was crying i remember we were here we were here in the kitchen right <clears throat> it was in the living room it was room. in the living room i remember being out here and as you know we finished our conversation i knew it was exactly what i needed to hear and i said thank you for having that conversation with me because Sometimes I feel like we see the problem, but I guess the, the, the spouse is, is like, is scared to give those talks to, to the well, other. It's not just like giving the talks. It's just like, um, can you have, can, is your relationship set up in a way where you can be a hundred percent honest with your spouse? Cause there's, there's this thing out there where technically speaking, they say like, you're supposed to be 99% um, you know, like honest with your spouse because that one percent might just, you know, mess her up. But I honestly, I'm in the band of like you have to be a hundred percent. That is true. You have to be a hundred percent. You have to lead it out, and then also obviously come from a point like a way of like contribution, like not trying to like put people down, like actually showing you like, hey, this is like even yesterday we had this conversation. Was it yesterday or the day before? It feels like we always. <laughs> well, we you know like. We talked and it's like, hey, I noticed this about you and I know this is not right. And we have these conversations like all the time. And it's it's I would be doing a disservice as a husband when I see something wrong and don't say anything about it. Or I see something wrong and don't do anything to fix it. Because it's not just about like saying the thing. Like even the word says like faith without actions is just dead. Yeah. You know, like it's it doesn't go anywhere. So. That's when I'm like, you know, I would sit there and talk to you about it. But not just that. Like, I would just do whatever I have to do on my side to try to get you out of that situation. And, I, and, and I, you did. Yeah. Like, and I remember, like, just, I don't know, just doing random things. To, I remember to, before we even had that conversation, I could tell you knew that I was going through something. And you said, we're going to go out to eat tomorrow. I'm going to take you out for breakfast. And you weren't even supposed to leave the house No, yet. I wasn't supposed <laughs> to. And I was like... But I knew that you were trying to do it to get me like in a different setting 
to at least get me out of that. Because, you know, it, it is depressing to be home for so long because God didn't create us to isolate, you know. Mm-hmm. And I understand that as, you know, after giving birth, we do have to take care of ourselves and let not just because, you know, for reasons like, oh, because of COVID, but because our bodies need to it's heal. not ready. Like it's you weren't you ready. weren't ready to go up down the steps. And right. Because of that. But at some point, I mean, I could tell that she was already better. And I was like, okay, she's better enough so we can go out to eat. And and it helped. But I remember after having that com- that particular conversation, I remember running into this um, verse. And I'm going to read in Spanish because I really love the way it said it in Spanish. It said, No hay mejor medicina que tener pensamientos alegres. Cuando se pierde el ánimo, todo el cuerpo se enferma. And it was like a confirmation of what you had told me. Well, can you say that in English? It says, A joyful heart is good medicine. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. But on this one, is saying that there's nothing better than to have happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes a difference when you're when your heart is happy. When you're thinking great things, your whole body is healed. Your whole mm-hmm. body is it's in a good place. But the moment that you're not thinking of those happy thoughts and you're just so focused on what you don't have, the pain that you're going through. And oh, because in a relationship, in a job, in school, whatever the case may be, because by me bringing the story is not just for the people that have given birth. It's also for the people that may have been stuck in depression for a long time or uh, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a job, whether it's whatever the case may be. I am here to tell you what you told me. It's okay to go through it because we all go through processes and it's like we go through them. It's never, I am staying in a process. You mm-hmm. stay in a process. You never hear someone say, I stay in a process or you're going to stay in a process. It's always, you're going through something. Yeah, cause it, it is meant for us yeah. to pass it and never to stay in it. And that's where we, 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 it becomes dangerous when we dwell and, oh no, you become a victim and you say, no, because I gave birth, I'm allowed to stay in this. I'm allowed to feel exactly the pain and all of this and just wanting to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how I wanted yeah, to you, in a moment. Yeah. You were like, like you felt entitled right, to not be okay right because you had an excuse yeah. and i was just like that is not an excuse and i was like but like who who made it who made it okay for you to be entitled to just be in this like just dark place no i mean you're not i understand the whole process of giving birth is a crazy process and uh, i still don't understand how people don't believe in god and they have kids and just the way that if you analyze everything it's, that happened it's such a miracle it's a crazy miracle just like us being here is a crazy miracle. Uh, but it's like, it's not okay. Like, it's not okay to be in those in those dark places. And you honestly have to speak up and you have to do something. Or if you're the one that, like, noticed something different in somebody, you have to do something about it. Because yeah. the last thing you want to do is just ignore it and then the, whatever is going on, you know, gets bigger or whatever. I think it's going back to what I was saying. It's just like, it's not okay for you to be stuck in the situation it is not okay you can't just own it and say this is me because the more you yeah. own it the more you're going to be stuck in there and it can be a very dark dark road and honestly like all i, all I can do is just you know try to push you out of it and yeah i mean and i can say you. now <laughs> that 
I can say now you're you're out of it. And that's I why I'm out of it. And you know, but let me tell uh-huh. you something. Something that I I did. Like we have to be intentional and not just say, well, yeah, I guess it'll go away on its own. You know, we have to really take care of ourselves, eat healthy, um, and have that connection with God. Because honestly, those four weeks or five weeks, because everything changes, the routine changes, I wasn't really reading my Bible. Like I knew I had to because I knew my spirit was kind of slowly, you know, like I even felt like the enemy had me so like in a sleeping mode, like in an Mm. autopilot mode, like I wasn't doing anything, you know? And then once we have that conversation and I said, Fed, I need to go somewhere where I can worship. Like I need somewhere where no one knows us. I just want to go to something. Remember I told you? And then like, I think it was that same day or the next day. You're like, I think God heard your prayers. And I'm like, what, which one? You're like, elevation is coming. And Stephen Furtick is coming. Do you want me to buy the tickets? I said, yes, please. Like, <laughs> yes, I am desperate. Like, my soul is just longing for that. Yeah. I needed something different. And the moment that they started singing and every word, even the, the preaching, it was like a reminder of what I already knew, but I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, I had forgotten that God is enough, that he is still enough. You know, and that he gave me what I desire the most, a baby girl, a Mm -hmm. child, you know, and he gave it to me. And it was just so refreshing to know who he is, who I am in him and everything that he's going to be doing through me. And the enemy was just trying to stop it. Yeah, it is. Me thinking like, I'm not good enough. Like, what am I going to say? I don't have it. I wasn't I was not feeling inspired at all. And that's why it took so long for you to get back. Yes. Realistically speaking, because. He just kept getting pushed back. And, you know, I wasn't, like, going to pressure I, you. I just didn't feel ready. You didn't feel ready. And then, honestly, I wasn't just going to, like, sit there and pressure you and tell you, like, hey, you need to be back in this. I just kind of watched you. And I was, like, in my head, I'm, like, well, it's going to happen soon. Yeah. It's going to happen soon. It's, But I think, honestly, like, I, I knew that. And I even told you on the way over there. I was just like, look, I'm not really excited. I mean, I'm excited about Elevation Worship. I'm like, I'm excited about Stephen Furtick. I'm like, I'm I'm excited about what he's going to preach. Honestly, like, I was even, like, even through when we were driving over there, I was like, I mean, I wish I can just, like, fast forward the worship (laughs) and just get the Stephen Furtick real quick. You told me that. I did tell her that. Honestly, it was was awesome, and, you know, the presence was there, and I can tell. And And I'm glad you say that because I was going with just, I just want to be there. I want to hear it. But once you said, hey, you know, my expectations are this, like I want to come out different, I was like, oh, yeah, like let me think that as well. Let me have those expectations that I'm going to go and give it my all and really connect Mm -hmm with god and his presence and from beginning to end you know it was just beautiful. it was different and plus it was we, different we I were out it. by ourselves too yes and then we and then afterwards we tried to have a date um <laughs> we couldn't find anything that was open and we found some stuff that was open but boy was it in the hood and we were yeah, like it's no. late <laughs> i don't think we need to you know do that do that uh but yeah we ended up going to mcdonald's drive through <laughs> drive through because we couldn't even get inside yeah and it took for i i got my food right away you your sandwich took for um, i could have just ate fries i would have been happy with <laughs> yeah we were just sitting there but what i'm going with this is like i i just want i guess uh 
know, just to kind of wrap, wrap up. up, something that Pastor Stephen was saying uh, during his his message was that, you know, he was talking about when the disciples were in the ship in the boat, and then you know when the whole miracle where Jesus walked on water, and then Peter walked on water, like you know they left, and then Jesus was like, "Look, I'll catch up with y'all." What his message, the the main thing that he was saying, it was just he was just like you know. There are times where you go through storms and some of y'all are blaming the devil through those storms, but you guys don't know that those storms are designed to make you grow, to make your faith grow, for and you to, to see miracles, miracles. Yeah. for you to experience new things and for you to experience God on a different level. And like he was saying, he's like, God knew what was going to happen. That's why he sent them and told them to go. And then he showed up in the storm, like walking, like nothing was going on. You know what I'm saying? So like, and then like the whole Peter thing happened where he just kind of got out of the boat and started, you know, walking on water. So the thing is this, you know, there are storms that are definitely the enemies behind them. And there's storms that are, they're just part of life. And sometimes the things that we want are behind those storms. We have the to biggest go. miracles are, are right behind them right behind them and we just have to believe in god and who we are in god and just know that no matter what season you're going through no matter what situation you're going through god is always there he's in control what i'm trying to say is you know we did want to have a baby you asked me for over like two years hey i want to have another baby i want to have another baby baby comes and (laughs) you're thinking you're having thoughts of like returning the baby in your head for a moment (laughs) And I know you love our daughter. It's not like I you don't love her. Yeah, you're told, like obsessed. I, I, I love. I tell my husband, I love being her mom. Like I love comforting her. I love feeding her. I love waking up at five, three in the morning to take care of her. Like I don't see it as a burden, but the that enemy did try to attack me with. Yeah, she's a burden. She's you. a burden to you. Like your life is different. Oh, your life is not the same anymore, and it's not supposed to, and it's yeah. not going to be the same. And that's when you have to really. Um, be able to to notice that and acknowledge it because a lot of times we think these are thoughts that are coming from us from us and they're not that's how the enemy attack us in our minds that's where we lose or win our battles our battles are fought in their minds so we yeah. have to fight them before they go into our hearts you know so if you're going through anything this is your your wake up call this is for me we're telling you and take it as god is telling you it is time to get out of that depression. It is time to get out of that loneliness, that dark place. It is time for you to go into the new season. Mm-hmm. We're in a new season of thankfulness, of gratefulness. And that's where everything changes. When we decide to say, you know what, I'm so thankful. Even for what we're going through, there's a verse that says that we should be thankful in every circumstance, every circumstance. not just in the good things, but also in the bad things. Because I assure you that you're going to learn something from it. You're going to learn from those bad situations. You're going to be like, wow, this is what God was trying to tell me. And now God is, I was able to experience God's love in a different level, in another level. And that's how I feel like, I feel like, wow, you know, God was just protecting me. Mm -hmm. And I want to call her Brielle, (laughs) Olivia. (laughs) Olivia. And then honestly, like we live in a world that if you really pay attention to it, we're here for such a short amount of time and this world is just a complete mess. 
And through all of that, God is taking care of us. And we may not understand a lot of things that happen to us, but we have to be okay with them because at the end of the day, that happened. There's nothing we can do to go back unless you invent a time machine. <laughs> but, yeah. and honestly, if you're going through the storm, a lot of those storms, I would tell you they're not the devil. They're just shaping you in the, into the person that you have to be. Yeah. And don't think you're, the storm is always going to be there. Like, like when it rains and you have a big thunderstorm happening, it feels like it's never going to end. But at, at some point, it's going to go away. Like our pastor says, yeah. it has an expiration date. It has an expiration date. Stuff has and an expiration. And the next day comes and it's like sunny and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get just stuck on that, thinking that that's how life is going to be. I remember with Brian, I thought that my life was over. I was never going to sleep. And that did change. Well, we just pray and hope that this... Um, this word has encouraged you. Yeah, this is just a little bit of what actually happened, but there know. we could talk longer. I could tell you more things of what happened and everything, but I know we have to keep this to <laughs> to a time frame. But I just want to say thank you so much for all the support, for all the love that you guys have given me and my family and my new baby. Trust me, and it is just amazing to see how people feel like they know me, and I feel like I know you guys just mm -hmm. through you know you listening to the podcast, you following me on my stories. It makes a big difference, and I just pray that this has encouraged you. If you know of someone that just gave birth and is going through this, share it. Or if someone you know is just having a difficult time with a new with a situation that they're going through, share it. If it's a dad, a brand new dad, or even it's their third child, yeah, share it because I'm sure that father, that husband needs to hear it from a different perspective, you know? So mm -hmm. we just pray that this blesses you and we'll see you guys on our next episode. Bye-bye.